online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenora Community College. I am Brian Hanks. Today is Friday, June the 16th in the year of the Lord 2023. This is episode 882. It's hour two of episode 882. Uh, if you listen to the very beginning of today's show, uh, or if you listen to the first hour, you missed a very good hour. Uh, in fact, for the first time in show history, someone opened the show other than myself. Eight, eight, 881 shows of me opening the show. Show 882, who opened the show? Ta-da! <laughs> what was that? <laughs> You had your headphones on all perfectly, and then what was that all about? I didn't. I couldn't see the microphone. Oh, okay. And that's important. It you is. Talk into it. <laughs> people want to hear. People want to hear you, Linda Whittington. Yes, yes. But Linda opened the show for us today. Uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, and we just got knocked off the air. Here we go. We're back oh. on now. Oh, hello. That is weird. It just out of nowhere, weird. it said uh, disconnected. So, yeah. hey, we're connected again. But for the first time in show history, Linda Whittington opened the show, and uh, we had an exciting announcement to make for folks mm-hmm. who missed it. What was that announcement? Linda Whittington? That announcement was that Brian Hanks received the Small Business of the Year Award presented by the Lenore County Chamber of Commerce. There you go, but it was the uh, Brian Hanks Show. Brian Hanks Show, Which features yes. John Dawson uh-huh. and Jonathan Massey. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, it was epic, an it, epic moment. It was an epic moment yesterday. I received that award uh, at the uh, Kinston Noon Rotary meeting, and I have never been as surprised, I've never been as shocked as I was when uh, when Danny Rice is standing up there and he uh, announces it's me, and then I, you know, I, I, I started crying like a, a little baby, you know, and, yeah, and all that. Yeah, so. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> i didn't i didn't but i, I gotta tell it. you i almost did i okay? did i cried <laughs> did you yeah well yes. it just again if you missed the first hour you missed a really good first hour we also had paul whittington on yep. we talked nascar Scott uh, Whittington was on. Scott Whittington. Man, we just were full of Whittington yeah, in the first Whittington. hour. <laughs> there you go. I got to tell you. And Linda Whittington, I love you. You know this. Uh, it, it's clearly established. Would you not agree? Yes. I do. You know who else I love, uh-huh. though? <laughs> oh, oh, what's in my ear? Uh, what was that? <laughs> you know who else I love? I do. Yeah. It's uh, our, our Molly Taylor. <laughs> what? I love Molly Taylor. Yeah, yeah. But, but the guest who is helping us kick off our second hour today, who, by the way, is the 2023 Pinnacle of Achievement Award winner. She's one of our very, 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 oh, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't, I didn't hit my cue here. Hold on. Let's do it again. The 2023 Pinnacle of Achievement Award winner. Do you hear that? Richie, it's Richie Honeycomb from Lenore Community College. All of Lenore County is cheering for you right now. Yep. You are so kind, guys. I I tell you, I've never, never been so surprised, never been so humbled as much as yesterday. That moment, I mean, I, I feel like I'm just standing among giants and legends and icons in this community and to be recognized. And it was best kept secret. Let me just tell you, nobody, (laughs) I I went 
to the chamber meeting yesterday because of you, Brian, being the 2023 small <laughs> business of the year. Yeah. Okay, sure. And because I was told Dr. Hunt was getting an award, our president. So, of course, I'm, I'm there ready to take a picture, and I, the awards are given out, and I'm looking, and I'm thinking, well, there's not many left for him to get. I mean, and I'm just, I, you know, and that picture that was posted looks like I'm preaching, which I was because I had just said, I came here for Dr. Hunt to get an award. I'm so disappointed, you know. So, uh, But, yes, yes, thank you. It was just uh a moment I will never forget, and then to have um, my family there, my daughter, and that my precious grandchild and mm-hmm. son-in-law, and and my support team at LCC, who uh, they're my go-to people. My my graphic team, my designers, my coworkers—they're just they're amazing, and awesome. they they make what I do seem easy. Um, and and most days it is. So wow, just wow. Well, Richie, I, everyone who has, like I said, I found out a few days ago. Now, Linda's known for a couple of weeks. I've only known for like two or three days. Uh, or I knew, wow. at the, I knew at the beginning of the week. I knew at the beginning of the week. And that's when we were like, oh, my God, we we got to go get her flowers, okay? <laughs> and they are okay. beautiful. Well, they we, are so beautiful. Well, we love you. And uh, Evelyn Mazingo, a writer florist, did those. So, uh I think, she, I think she might have put a little extra love in it, too, okay? I think so, too. I could tell. Oh, and I I'm supposed tell. to tell you, and I'm, supposed, and I'm sorry, I don't. And if she's listening, I'm going to be so – she's going to be upset with me. The lady who works up front, Linda, you know who it is at, Ooh, Zing, or at Writer's Florist? I do not. Because I told her who it was for, and she – clapped her hand she was like oh my she knows you richie she's yeah. like oh my god that, that is so awesome oh. so the lady who is up front it's that yeah. lady that works up front <laughs> at writer's florist okay oh my god <laughs> i gotta tell you i don't even want to hear this richie honeycutt uh okay. everybody knows richie honeycutt yes. okay yes <laughs> are you even able to walk through a restaurant or walk through walmart or walk down the the streets of kenston north carolina and not have somebody honk a horn at you <laughs> well, well, honk a horn, that's one thing. But, yeah, um, I have my moments. I have, but, you know, it's funny you say that. We'll go to lunch, and, and immediately Jimmy Taylor, who works with me, Molly, who you love too, oh, yeah. his, her husband, um, you know, is really kind of quiet. You know, he's the, the uh, yin to my yang. And, and mm-hmm. so we'll go someplace, and immediately, you know, it's like a conversation. He's trying to eat lunch. And it's kind of like you can see it all over his face, like, Okay, okay, you said hello. You don't have to ask everybody in the family. You know, <laughs> yeah. Or we'll be in the middle of a conversation, you know, and it gets sidetracked because we're involved. But, but you know, I, I said this yesterday, and, and I say it every time I get a chance to people. When I came to Lenore County in 1979, and it was because of the newspaper, because of employment, and I just fell in love with this community, and I grew up in Carteret County. Now, I believe Carter County is God's country, no doubt. Um, but I just fell in love with Lenore County and the people. And because being at the newspaper, you know, that gives you a vehicle to to be a part of things that other people may not get a chance to. And the people just embraced me. And I, I, I just fell in love with that whole idea of being in a community that moves together, that moves forward. I, I wrote an editorial once about I dreamed that there would be a Taco Bell on the hill. And we've got a Taco Bell. <laughs> you know, we got two. I mean, there's just things that this, this community was such a sleeping giant when I came. And it was beginning to wake up. 
brand new library coming on the scene and I look at it now, you know, um, so many things have happened. And you know, you, you've been a part of that journey as well, Brian. Linda, you've lived here, mm -hmm. you know, all your life. And so you've seen the same things. And I think the reason Brian and I connect so well, well, Linda and I connect so well because we're both just kind of weird sometimes. But Brian and I connect because so much of our life, believe it or not, has been patterned um, almost parallel, you know, yeah. with the paper, with that kind of background, with our, our, our personal lives. And, um, and I have so much, and I'm not saying this because you're on the show, I mean, because you're on the show, mm -hmm. but I have so much respect and always have, Ryan, of you when you came to this community. It's hard to come from the outside inside mm -hmm. to even in that kind yeah. of uh, venue as an editor and, and to grace yourself into the community. It's always difficult to make that challenge, and you did it. And we had such a great relationship with the North Community College, obviously, with the newspaper. Uh, we continue to have a great relationship, the community. Um, your your word. I mean, I know you want to talk about me, and I could. We are. We talked a lot about me in the first <laughs> hour, so we're talking about Richie Honeycutt here in the second hour. Well, okay. Let me just add my two cents because I was out here working this morning at the college mm. when we were talking about you, and I'll listen to that later. But you've done so much in this community, and people like you, we do things because we see a need, and we want to be a part of that. And it's not about the accolades. That's great. It's wonderful when someone says. They recognize it. I'm telling you, I, I have never been so blown away as I was yesterday. Um, I mean, I was so excited to see who was going to get the Pinnacle Award. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm looking around this room, and I'm, I'm thinking, gosh, let's, you know, let's move on from that award because I just knew Dr. Hump was going to get the next one. But, you know, so. <laughs> well, you knew he wasn't going to get the Pinnacle season. Award. Yeah. I knew he wasn't going to get that. So the next one. Which Eric can too, and well deserved as well. But it didn't say it, his name; it just said new award. Yep, yep. So Tasha and I were sitting beside uh, our HR director, uh, and I said, "This has got to be it, the new award." <laughs> we don't know what it is. <laughs> Tasha's about to die laughing, probably. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, I'm sure because she knew. And of course, I didn't hear anything after I got up, and I heard Gan Gan, which is what Megan calls me. Uh -huh. I didn't hear nothing else, no. and I so I didn't even know who was holding the child. Caitlin's like, oh, my daughter's like, did you see us? Uh, no, I just saw Reagan. <laughs> when y'all get here, who do, you, yeah, who do you think was holding her? I don't know. It didn't matter. I got to ask you, Richie, and we talk about you quite a bit here on the show, as you know, and and and, and most of the time it's positive, okay? Most of the time. <laughs> yeah. But I'll in all sincerity, that. what do you think it has been the secret to your success? Because you have been. I mean, when you talk to anybody, you know, I don't even know if you know. You know who, and I'm your biggest fan. You know this. I don't even want to know. Maybe uh, Reagan is probably your biggest fan. I'm your second biggest fan, okay? Oh, but you know that. who else I'll loves you to death is John Clemens over at Down East Woodducks. I'm oh, not, my gosh, you want to yeah. put a f smile on Clemens's face, mention Richie Honeycutt, and I'm not joking. He goes from ear to ear. But I got to ask you, in all sincerity, well, what do you consider the secret to your success? Wow. Um, I think more than anything else, I was so blessed to be raised by uh, parents who put others first, who taught me to be independent and not take no for an answer and to try to find ways to make things happen. Don't ask the question, like, why? We just can't do it. We, 
ask or don't say, you know, we can't do it. Ask the question, why can't we? How can we? What makes it work? Um, and I think more than anything else, I would like to think in the end, all that really matters is just be kind to people, you know, because everybody's got a story. I've learned that so much by the college and our students. Um, and we don't know what they're carrying on their shoulders. We don't know what kind of success or failures that they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes people just need you to be kind. So I'd like to think that's it. I don't think of myself when I'm doing something. Um, I try to think of what it is I can accomplish to make something else better. And if it's a blessing that's turned back to me, then I'm, I'm blessed. And if it doesn't work, then it's okay. There's another challenge. There's another opportunity. So I guess that's what I would say. You know, that's, that kind of sounds very cliche. It to be does not. No, you, no, 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 um, does not. It's the only way I've ever been taught or raised. And um, I, I attribute that to my parents. Uh, my mother's 94. Uh, and still living, and my father passed away in 2015. He, he's my namesake, or uh, I, I was named after him, and I've always loved that because most people will call still today, and they'll <laughs> if they don't know me, they'll want to speak to the guy, and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm her, yeah. and they're like, you're her. I was looking for a guy, I said, I, I know, it's okay. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm proud that I'm named after my dad. It's been great conversations over the years, no doubt. Um, but, yeah, and I think just remember to be be kind. I love it. I love it. And for people who don't know, we always say Richie Honeycutt, but your real name is Richard Honeycutt, isn't Richard. it? Richard. Yep. It is. It's Richard. Um, and my middle name is Ann. So whenever I was in trouble, <laughs> it was Richard Ann, um, <laughs> I knew I knew. You knew. But everyone's always Well, see, I can't picture. I Listen, I can't picture a young teenage Richard Ann oh. Honeycutt or Richard Ann, whatever your maiden name was, getting in trouble. I, I, that's just not you. Uh, it's not. That's, a, that's another story, another show. <laughs> Let me just say, I'm the third of three girls. I'm the baby. And I truly, truly was the baby. My two sisters are good as gold. And I always say this, my oldest one gets, gets mad at me for this, but the middle sister's the best. She's the best of all of us, you know. Um, we don't even deserve for her to be in the family. She's so good. <laughs> but, and my oldest sister, you know, seven years older, they were always my um, support system in that, you know, Mom, times have changed. And, Mom, you ought to let her do this. And so um, I was very lucky to have sisters that were so supportive. But I got them in trouble more than they got me in trouble. <laughs> I Much bet more. you did. You know what? I don't have a problem imagining that either. Listen, on the line with us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line is Richie Honeycutt. I don't even know what your 13 or 15 word title is at Lenore. Let's just say you run <laughs> Lenore Community College. But that's one of the things I wanted to give you an opportunity to. Listen. I loved working at the free press and I did. I mean, I, I guess mm-hmm. you could have called me a company man. I mean, until, until the last year or so, and you were there for a lot of that and you saw the way yeah. and obviously the way it is now, but man, I loved working for freedom communications like you did. And I loved okay. working for the free press. I don't know in my 54 years of life. And I'm saying this with all sincerity, there no riff, no anything here, Richie. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody that loves their job more than Richie Honeycutt does at LCC. And I mean, that's to say, you love your truth. job and she you does. bleed. Mm-hmm. You cut Richie Honeycutt, she bleeds LCC. Lancer Blue. Lancer Blue. And I mean, that's to say, why do you love your job so much at LCC, Richie? 
I love being here because, like even at the paper, this place here is an environment that just breeds life and students and activity and hum- the humankind um, throughout our our whole uh, county. And what I love about it is creative people who are all about doing better for others and moving to a common goal. I, I love greeting my colleagues because they are always challenging and they're looking to do something to better somebody else. How can you not be excited about that environment? How can you not when you talk to a student and they they just have had the worst background of getting someplace and they're trying to do better and break a cycle in their family and just one simple kindness or one simple opportunity from someone in the community. We don't all do it alone. The foundation is phenomenal that opens those doors with scholarships and just opportunities that they can start anew. I, I tell people every day, and this is the truth, every day here is a reset, a reset for me to do something. When I end the day, it's a new day. And I don't take that baggage from the day before. It's a reset for students. It's a reset for my colleagues. It's an opportunity to think of something bigger and better. You know, I was almost late yesterday because uh, to the ceremony because I was talking to someone about this idea I had about taking young people, children, and doing this whole campaign around it and then documenting it for like every five years until they become seniors and see where they are. Kind of like you, we used to do in the newspaper days, you know, you'd say the class of 2044 and we would follow that group all along their life. And, but to do it on a different level and those things get me excited. You know, how can we make the 64th graduation different than the 63rd? Because while the whole ceremony may be the same, the students there are there and their stories are different. How do you not get excited about that? And look, I'm getting excited just talking about it. <laughs> I can um, hear I'm it, here, yeah. I, you know, I'm out here this morning working with the four H's for the southeastern region for their competition. And we're closed on Fridays. But this group out here wants to use this beautiful facilities, and it's an opportunity to reach kids in our southeastern region. And I get a chance to make that impression on what we have to offer, not just here at LTC, but in Lenore County. To me, that's that's just like a shot of adrenaline. You know, I, I live for that. Well, that is awesome. Richie, you're the best. I wanted to give Linda a chance, too, who worked along, well, not alongside you, but at LCC for a number of years, too. She ran the college. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wanted to give you a chance, Linda. That's why I wanted you on here in the second hour to talk. I know she's not only one of your dear friends like mm-hmm. she is mine, too, but what does Richie Honeycutt mean to LCC? What does she mean to this oh, community? Man. Richie is, to me, Richie's the face of the college. She is. She's um, marketing director and that's who you see at all events and everywhere. And she just greets everybody with a hug, an epic hug, and a smile. And she's so positive yep. and upbeat. And I want to be just like her when I grow up. I do. <laughs> Listen, Aww. Richie, mm-hmm. the thing about you and, and I... I'm a Title IX violation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that. Here's yeah. the thing about Richie, and, and, and we do need to wrap this up because you need to get back to work, and we've got Justin Stout coming on from News Regional Library here in a few moments. Mm-hmm. But I want to say this, and I, I listen, let God strike me down right now if I'm, uh, if I'm uh, lying. 
you have most people even when i and i talked about how much i love the free press when i was there even i would whine about it <clears throat> i've never heard you one time in the 20 years that i've known you richie honeycutt you brag about your job even when i mean off the record i mean you love your job you love the people that you yeah. work with and Man, LCC is lucky to have you. Lenore County is lucky to have you. Linda and I are lucky. And I need to say this, too. If it's not for Richie Honeycutt, and uh, Tanya Adams is in this, too. But, uh, Richie, it was you that uh, introduced uh, Linda and I to each other. Yeah, it's your fault, Richie. Uh, hey, wait, what? <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute. Is that a good thing? <laughs> hey. Yes, it's an awesome thing. But it is. I mean, I remember you telling me when I was going through all my stuff that I'd gone through, you know, several years ago. And you, you telling me. Hey, uh, I got somebody I want to introduce you to, Brian, and uh, mm -hmm. you did, and you took me to her office. Remember? Uh, I did. I did. Uh, when she was, it was magic. Yeah, <laughs> you just didn't know it was magic. It was magic. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Richie Honeycutt, I in all one hundred percent sincerity cannot imagine. In fact, I even told you this yesterday, and I swear, I thought you had already won it. Okay, I thought that you had won it like five or six years oh, ago. Uh, yeah, she should have. <laughs> it just you were kind. I, I never, ever, and I, this is so true, I never, ever pictured myself among that distinguished group of women. And I, and I have such a respect for all of them. There's a picture that was taken of the Pinnacle Award winners that were there yesterday. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Margaret Williams presenting it couldn't have been any better yeah. um, because of our connection Tanya being there and mm -hmm. June Cummings and Debbie Chusick and Tammy Kelly. Um, I, the list goes on. It's Judy great. Jones. June they're Cummings. giants in this community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're just giants in this community. And to to be able to be listed even in the same sentence as them is very humiliating, very humbling for yeah. me. See, you're making life, but to, to be as tiny as you are, you're a giant in our yes. community, okay? Yes, you Thank are. You, How's that I for a line? That, that was, was good. awesome. You know what that was, Richie Honeycutt? That was wordsmithing. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> Richie, Didn't we you love like you. I, I have got no consternation no hesitation in saying how much i love you and i always have i know linda loves you this community loves you what a great day yesterday for yes. you but it was also a great day for lenore county to recognize their pinnacle of achievement winner and that is you richie honeycutt yes. thank you so much for joining us this morning i can't wait to see you again my friend Thank you, Richie. That sounds great. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. You too. You too. That's Richie Thank Honeycutt you. from Lenore Community College. You need to go because the dog is wanting yes, you take it. You take that puppy dog out, okay? I will. Okay, there you go. Uh, listen, let me thank uh, – we're going to get Justin Stout on from uh, News Regional Library here in just a moment. But let me thank Spence Automotive. It's where I get my car serviced. It's absolutely positively where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building. Next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots, Spence Automotive is owned by our good friend and local sports writing legend, Keith Spence. It's open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service or when you need new tires to tell him the Brian Hank Show sent you. And we pivot from Richie Honeycutt at LCC to one of the, the faces, one of the most important people at Noose Regional Library. It's Justin Stout joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line. How are you doing this morning, Justin? 
Hey, good morning, Brian. Thank you so much for having me today. Hey, we are honored to have you. Uh, I have seen this, the, the signs all over town. Uh, the buzz is out there in the community. There is a big event taking place this weekend uh, that the news re- that you and the News Regional Library are uh, putting on to celebrate a very historic day, isn't there? Right. We will be having our 13th annual Juneteenth Community Celebration uh, this Saturday at the uh, Music Park in downtown Kenton on Queen Street. Uh, yeah, we've been having this event for a few years. This is the third event we've done at the Music Park. We started that a couple of years ago. Um, so that we can make it a bigger event and pull in more of the community. Um, and we are we are really looking forward to it. It's going to be a great one. Tell us a little bit about it, what time it starts, uh, and uh, is there a cost, all of that, Justin? No, it is all completely free. It is at 4 p.m. The main event is from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, we have a lot of vendors and food trucks on, on site, so if you want to show up a, a little bit early, maybe 3.30-ish, and, and look at what's going on, that would be good, too. Uh, but the main event will be four to seven. Uh, we've got DJ Chaos from Kiss 102. It's going to be the MC. Uh, so he will kind of lead us through and play music in between acts. And we've got a lot of really great acts this year. So we are really excited about it. Oh, this sounds awesome, man. And if you've not been, and I know you have been, obviously, Justin, but I'm talking to the listeners. If you've not been to the African-American Music Park, it is amazing. The artwork that's out there, the stage that's out there, uh, it, it's just an amazing venue. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and uh just that part of it. I guess the, the bands will be playing on the stage and all that, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. It is a great venue for sure. It's a great atmosphere for this kind of event uh, because it gives us some space to allow us to bring in those community vendors. Uh, we have a lot of community organizations that show up and set up tables, and we also have a lot of our small business owners as well as local artists as well that are able to set up there and show off some of their work uh, to the community. Um, so we really have a lot of space for that. And then we have that great stage as well where we can put on our, um, allow our performers to go on and present to everybody who's in attendance. So it really is just a great venue for this kind of festival type atmosphere. That voice you're listening to is Justin Stout joining us live, like I said, here on our Spence Automotive guest line. He is the head of information services at News Regional Library. And for folks who may not know what Juneteenth is, and there are folks who don't know, uh, just say, give, give us a quick primer on uh, what Juneteenth is, Justin. Right. Well, it began, it's rooted in uh, Civil War history. Um, it is a celebration of the day that the, um, the, the free slaves learned of their emancipation. Um, and it's a holiday meant to commemorate that event. Uh, it's become more re- uh, more popular in recent years, but it has definitely been around uh, since the Civil War. It's kind of gone um, up and down in popularity since then through the various civil rights movements. During the civil rights movements in the 60s, I think it gained a lot of popularity. And then in the last few years, it definitely has become very popular again. We've seen a lot of movement towards making it um, holidays. I believe the city of Kenton has made it a yep, holiday. Yep. Uh, so a lot of a lot of governments are now recognizing it as an official holiday, and it really is just a great opportunity to um, celebrate um, history and you know commemorate that momentous event for sure. And it is, I mean, and that's one of the cool things I really think that the city of Kinston has done over the past couple of years. In fact, I think it was last year was the first time it was celebrated, but. The city of Kenston does celebrate Juneteenth. It's going to be this Monday. Uh, all city offices are closed. 
uh, all of that, and it's in honor of Juneteenth. Uh, listen, again, Justin Stout joining us, your first time here on the Brian Hanks Show, and would just love to get to know you a little bit. I've seen you at the library before. I've seen you out and about. But uh, just introduce yourself to our audience. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, uh, how you ended up over the library system, all that, Justin. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm from Kinston. I grew up here. Uh, I have been working at the library since about 2006. So I've been there about 17 years now. Um, so I've been there for a while. Uh, but I am the head of information services there. So that's over there near the computer lab at the main library where we help you with all your computer needs, your printing, um, as well as looking up books and putting books on hold for you. But, uh, but yeah, also involved in a lot of the technology stuff because libraries really have changed even since I started working with them a lot. Um, they have become a lot more about technology and giving the public access to technology. Um, so that is definitely a big part of what we do as well. Um, so yeah, I am from Kenton. Um, I love it here. Um, Where'd you go? Yeah, Where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to Duke uh, for college. And then later I went back and got my library degree online to uh, uh, North Carolina Central University. Oh, that's right. Where'd you go to high school? Oh, I went to Kenton High. Oh, that is very cool. What class were you? I was 2001. Okay, you you graduated right. I got here in 02, so you graduated that year before I got here. What is, you know what? Listen, that's the one thing, and golly, you are a face of what I'm getting ready to talk about here, Justin. A lot of times are, not a lot of times, it's getting a little bit better, but the very talented people, folks like you that, you know, grew up here in Kenston, either went to Kenston or North North, South North, Parrot, Bethel, whatever, a lot of times, you know, they'll leave home and they'll go out of town and they'll, you know, live in another city. What kept you here in Kinston, Justin? Uh, well, I just, I really do enjoy it here. Um, I mean, I just, uh, I think I just kind of started working at the library. I didn't really know what I was going to do coming out of undergrad, but um, I just kind of started working there and I really liked it and I continued to like the community um, and I really just kind of found a place there. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been there. It's been there since. Well, I got to tell you, dude, uh, one of my most favorite people, and I'm not just saying this because I have you here on the line with me right now and you work at the library, but we love us some Melanie Morgan, man. I mean, the oh, yeah. I do She's here great. on the show, the community does. She does a lot, not just with the library system, but I served on the safe board for a while. I know we've had, uh, you know, when I've needed a good play, as a, I'm the public information officer for Lenora County also, and when we've needed to host a, po a press conference somewhere where a nice central location she's been so generous with opening up on the library it's got to be kind of cool working for uh, for somebody that that is that community involved too isn't it oh yeah absolutely yeah she has such a very specific vision and she is so good at realizing that vision for sure and it's such a community-based vision uh because libraries like, that's another way they're changing is that they are becoming so much more about helping community members find services in the community so she definitely has had a specific vision for the library about how we can serve the community. And once she gets that vision, you know, in place that it's going to happen, we're going to, we're going to make it happen for sure. So she has been a tremendous force for our library for sure. Now you're much younger than I, and again, that voice you're listening to is Justin Stout. He's the head of information services for uh, news regional library here in Kenston. But one of the things that, and we've talked to her about this before, but I'd love to get your view on it too, Justin is, Listen, libraries have changed. Let me tell you something. I'm much older than you are, Justin. I graduated high school in 87, but I remember the days. Hey, I, dude, I remember the pre-internet days, okay, when mm -hmm. if you wanted to find out about something, you went to the library and you went to a Encyclopedia Britannica and you looked stuff up, and that was, you know, like I said, that was the authority on everything. 
But libraries have evolved over the last, heck, I was about to say over the last 30 years. They've really evolved over the last 10 to 12 years. Even in your time, like you said, you've been there for about 17 years. You've really seen the Noose Regional Library evolve over that time, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely changed. Obviously, we do still offer all of our books and DVDs and audio books. But then now, of course, we have ebooks and we have a specific service for ebooks and e audio books. And those are definitely very popular. But then a lot of what we do now also is helping people access technology if people need a place to go to work on a job application or to, you know, work on their schoolwork. Uh, we're there for them. We have um, Wi-Fi access at all of our branches, including also hotspots. Uh, like in Jones County, we set up public hotspots because they've had issues in the past with public Internet access. Um, so it really is about giving people access to those technologies that they really have to have these days. Um, our Wi-Fi stats are pretty amazing. Um because we've seen, you know, the public uh, workstation usage go down a little bit, but the Wi-Fi statistics really are just going up, 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 because people really do rely on us to to give them access to that Wi-Fi because they, they do need it to get all the stuff done, for sure. As much as, as libraries have evolved over the last 10, 20, 40 years, you could even say, where do you see libraries? And you're still a young man, Justin, but well, let's say... 20 years from now, what do you see News Regional Library being like, uh, in your opinion, Justin? Well, I think, obviously, the technology is a big part of it. We'll continue to make access to technology a big part of what we do. But it also, what we've seen in the past few years, especially also during COVID, and uh, I think there's just a need for in the community, is we're becoming more of a community center where people do uh, find access. Sometimes people don't need to know where they need to go if they need help with a certain thing or what resources are available in the community. So I think that is a big part of our mission move uh, forward is, uh, you know, giving people access, showing them what's available in the community, connecting them. We just hired a social worker, uh, the great Joyce Hawkins. She's amazing. Uh, We hired her in the past year, and she does a tremendous job of letting community members who come in with a specific need know what resources are available for them in the community. So I really do think that that libraries, they've always been a community center, but I think it's going to become an even more essential part of our mission as we move forward into the future, for sure. That voice you're listening to again, Justin Stout, the head of information services for Noose Regional Library. And we'll circle back. We'll wrap up with this here, Justin. Uh, again, uh, if you're just joining us here on the Brian Hanks Show this morning, uh, he has uh, uh, put together just an, an amazing uh, ceremony that's going to be taking place. Not ceremony, but an amazing event that's going to be taking place in Kinston tomorrow at the African-American Music Park. Uh, the Juneteenth, the 13th annual Juneteenth celebration. For folks who may just be joining us, let's reset and tell them a little bit about it again. Sure, yeah. I, I do want to give credit, too, to our engagement librarian, Christopher Nelson. He does a lot of the programming in our library. He has done a tremendous job of putting this together as well. Uh, He's part of our information services department, so we've definitely been working together with this, along with Melanie and all of our other great staff as well. Um, I do want to mention our headliners for the event. Again, this is a festival we're having this Saturday um, at the Music Park, 4 to 7 p.m. But uh, we've got some really tremendous headliners. We've got Mitch Capel, who is a nationally renowned storyteller. Um, He has performed at the Kennedy Center, um, and he is nationally known as being a great storyteller, and he is specifically specifically going to be talking about the history of Juneteenth, the story of Juneteenth. Uh, we've also got Leandra McFadder, who is originally from Kenton, and she is a professionally trained jazz pianist. Um, she's performed with some uh, amazing people as well, uh, such as Branford Marsalis, Lisa Simone, who's Nina Simone's daughter. She's performed with them. 
And then we have Mary D. Williams. Uh, she and her pianist Ivan are going to come, and she is an amazing gospel singer. She performs across the state, and she is specifically going to do a, a program where she alternates singing and speaking, where she uh, talks about the mu- how the role that music plays uh, in the various civil rights movements. So we really do uh, have some amazing um, performers. We also have some locals like Brenda Stewart, who's been a huge part of this celebration. Uh, we have Ill Will, who's a, a popular hip hop artist. He he. Uh, performed last year and he was amazing him just really big energy the crowd loved him and then we have uh tron cannon is going to close it out with a poem as well so we really do have an amazing lineup that is awesome and it's going to be at the uh, african-american music park uh, right there on queen street from four to seven tomorrow but you said man come hungry uh come thirsty come hungry there's going to be lots of opportunities with food trucks and all kinds of uh dis- displays out there too right Absolutely. There's going to be tons of, uh, a ton of stuff to do. Even for the kids, we've got face painters, we've got water balloons, we got tons of stuff for everybody, for sure. That is awesome. Listen, Justin Stout, News Regional Library, thank you so much for joining us here today. Much, much success for that tomorrow. And again, dude, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us this morning here. All right. Thank you for having me, Brian. There you go. That's Justin Stout from News Regional Library. Let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up the week right after that. Today is Friday. Thank God it's Friday. It's finally Friday, June the 16th in the year of the Lord 2023. It's time to play the birthday game. John Dawson, is that game that you won yesterday? Uh, three to two. You now lead six days to four. Yes, there have been a, there's been a tie so far this month, too, but uh, you're, uh, you're doing pretty good this month, dude. Well, it comes from training. It's all preparation and inspiration and perspiration, Brian. There you go. Should I say it, Jonathan? There's no way he can lose this month now, right? Up six days to four to one. I, I would agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can lose. I agree, day. Brian. I don't think there's a way I can lose. <laughs> wow. You're playing right into it. I like it. Steering into it, Brian. Steering right into it. So what are you guys doing this weekend besides going to uh, Linda's birthday party at Granger Stadium tomorrow? Weather permitting. Uh, no, it's going to be beautiful, I think. <laughs> uh, I've not seen a weather forecast for tomorrow. I just it's North Carolina in the middle of June. Let's not get too presumptuous. There you go. Now I think you said if you do come, you're getting there late, right, John Dawson? Well, we have a, a pre prior commitment out of the county. Okay. So if we get done with that commitment out of the county in time. Very good, Jonathan Massey. I know you're coming. Yeah. Okay. You bringing uh, you you bringing uh, baby girl too? No, they're gonna leave her home by herself. <laughs> I'm just coming alone. You're not bringing Summer and Maris? You think I want to spend time with my family? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, it is going to be a lot of fun, as I have said all week here on the show. Uh, now, it's a it's a closed group. I mean, you know, we couldn't invite everybody out there. But, but, I mean, you guys have invitations, okay? I mean, you guys are coming. But I have invited everybody that's listening to this show to uh, come by and get a piece of cake. Now, you're not going to be able to get, you know, the full buffet and all that kind of stuff, but I'm going to I'm going to actually take two cakes because I anticipate a lot of people coming and giving away a lot of pieces of cake tomorrow. you got to wear a wristband, too. So I'll, give it, I'll give you your ticket and wristband. It's a club. It is, yeah. Yeah, there's a, uh, what do you call it, the little red thing that you put on. Velvet rope. Velvet rope, yeah. There's a velvet rope and everything. There's a rope and a ticket and an armband. Yeah. Is well, this you the Pentagon? You... <laughs> there you go. Hey, they're serious about their security at uh, Historic Granger Stadium. The Downey's Wood Ducks are, okay? Mm. Yeah. 
He's just worried Amnesty International is going to rescue Linda, and he won't be able to stop it. I know, man. I can't wait, man. Tomorrow's going to be fun. I hope you can make it by at least for a little bit. Like I say, I have FaceTime. a prior family commitment I know. the county. And you already had this weeks ago, and we only planned this a couple of weeks ago. So there you go. Uh, what are you guys doing? Okay, what are you doing tomorrow and this weekend, John <clears throat> Dawson? We have a prior family commitment out of the county. <laughs> Which county? I'm not saying. <laughs> It just He doesn't realize, does he, Jonathan, that the more he does it, the more it makes us want to know. Makes you want to know. Oh, you don't want to know? No, he's already told me. Where are you going that you would tell Jonathan and you wouldn't tell me? <laughs> oh, oh, you didn't tell him. I haven't told him. Oh, okay. Uh, he probably would now just to mess with you. I'll text you while the show's going on. Wow. <laughs> you, sir, are a mean person. Okay. Uh, what are you doing this weekend, dude, besides going to Linda's birthday party tomorrow? I think we're going to my my grandma's on Sunday. Okay. And then uh, taking a, you know, we're closed on Monday, so we're taking Monday off. Just What is Monday? I know Monday is your birthday. Juneteenth. Monday is Juneteenth? It's also your birthday. That's a holiday? Mm-hmm. Wow. My hey, birthday cool. is a national holiday. Congratulations. Not because it's my birthday. But How old are you going to be Monday? None of your business. 34? I think 34 is what I would it guess. It's 34, yeah. Wow. Well, cool. You excited? Why were you hesitant about 34? Yeah. I was. Or were you trying to remember? I was trying to remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's just another day, you know, whatever. I'm not a birthday guy. What are you, then? He's not an anything guy. Okay, John Dawson. Mm-hmm. You can tell us about GoEqual Office Automation, the ye old sponsor of the birthday game. Well, uh, Jacques Pasolik runs GoEco, and GoEco is the sponsor for this segment. And uh, you won't hear Jacques saying anything like being a manic depressive or hiding families of squirrels in his beard because he's busy spreading the office automation gospel to the people of Lenore County and the surrounding environment. Hey, how can we get hold of Jacques Fastleg over there, birthday boy? <laughs> well, it's not my birthday yet, but you can give him a call at 252-252-286-286-53-53-54. Or you can visit his website at goeconc.com or whatisgoeco.com for more information. I like it. Okay, uh, he was the lead vocalist for this band. This is Love Train by the OJs. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, the OJs. The lead singer? OJ Simpson. Remember how they use this in Justified? When I don't, but I remember how they used it in Scrubs. Uh, enough with the Scrubs. In Justified, remember when Constable Bob was getting beaten to a pulp and they kept playing Love Train? I don't remember them playing that. I remember the scene, but I don't remember the song being played. What is wrong with you? Where he was uh, paying to attention to the scene. He wasn't listening to the music. It was in, it was part of the scene. Anyway, that's the old Stanley Kubrick trick. When something horrible is going on, play a cheerful song. So juxtaposition, if you will. Do you remember the scene in Scrubs? No. Yeah. Uh, there. I don't even remember what the scene was about, but he has one of his little, you know, flash daydreams. Or, yeah, daydreams. And uh, Turk is the. Conductor. Uh, the conductor going choo choo, and they're all going down the, you know, going down the. Uh, I think they were on an actual like child's train, like the little. I mini. think they were, yeah, yeah. But uh, Eddie Levert, mm-hmm. Eddie Levert is the lead vocalist for the OJ. Oh, he had a solo career too, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. But this is my song that made me want to think. The the lead singer of the OJ's, uh, John Dawson. How old today is Eddie Levert? 
78. You say 78. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 79. He was born June the 16th in the year of the Lord, 1942. He's 81 today. So congratulations, Jonathan Massey. You get that one. We've got one more musical act, but it's at the very end because it's a passed away person. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to keep playing this underneath? <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, keeping up the uh, OJ theme here. Uh, he played for five NFL teams from 1971 to 79, but he's most famous for being OJ Simpson's chauffeur in the white Bronco. It's <laughs> Al Cowlings. Al Cowlings. Hey, do you like that? I kept the OJ theme going there a little bit. That's pretty just genius. I was. I, I, thank you. I, I felt pretty good about it myself. That was like, that's like one of those when Paul Schaefer would play a guest on the show. The song would have something to do with them somehow. Uh, exactly. Uh, Al Cowlings. Do you know? Do you remember Al Cowlings? Or you might be a little too young for that. <clears throat> yeah, I must admit. I mean, I know who he is, obviously. But uh, I know of him from Chappelle's bit about O.J. when they walked into the restaurant. And it was O.J. and Al Cowlings and a, <clears throat> a variety of women. Mm-hmm. And then from the Family Guy episode where Al Cowlings was actually riding a white Bronco. <laughs> That's right. I do remember that one now. Okay. Uh, Al Cowlings over there, uh, Jonathan Massey. How old is he today? Um... So he played from 71 to 79. Yep, played for five different teams, including the Buffalo Bills, the same team as OJ's. There you go. 74. You say 74. John Dawson, how old today is Al Callings? 73. You said 74. He was born June the 16th in the year of the Lord, 1947. So he's 76 today. Congratulations, Jonathan. You get that. See when Tom Hanks would come out on Letterman, Schaefer would play <laughs> Hanky Panky. Would he really? Yeah. That That's guy. good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, Jonathan Massey, you lead two to nothing, but it goes back to you here, John Dawson. Now, you've heard of this boxer, I'm sure, but he fought. This is crazy. In seven different weight classes from 1968 to 2001, he was a champion in four of those weight classes, which is insane. He's considered one of the greatest boxers of all time. He's from Panama. It's Macho Camacho. Nope. Boom Boom Mancini. Nope. Vander Holyfield. Nope. nope. Vander Holyfield only boxed heavyweight as far as I know. I don't know. I'm just throwing anyway, out Roberto Duran. Oh, I know. No. Is he no mas, no mas? Yep. Was that him? <laughs> yep. Roberto Duran. Who, uh, by the way, and like I said, I mean, I, I knew he was a great boxer and all, but I forgot. Was on Miami Vice. Mm. Roberto Duran was. Yep. Open when? His- 1986. What episode? What season and episode? The episode was Payback. Okay. Frank Zappa was also in that episode. And at the beginning of it, uh, he it involves a prison interview with Crockett and a gun he made in his prison cell. Okay. Uh, but was that first season, second season? Second season. Second season, okay. Roberto Durand over there. John Dawson, you don't have any R's in your name that I can twill, trill. John Patrick Dawson. How's that? Yeah, that was a, that was a good trip. <laughs> that was a good trip. But he boxed. That's crazy. He boxed for 30, 33 years. I that's don't know, insane. Man. After a while, it's time to put up the gloves and go become a Walmart greeter. That's got to be a rough way to go. It's got to be. Roberto Duran, how old is he today over there, John Dawson? 78. You say 78. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Hmm. 
going to say 77, but I'm thinking it's a lot lower than that. But I'm going to still say with 77. He was born June the 16th, 1951. He was he is 72 today. Oh, wow. Congratulations there, Jonathan. Man. Oh, oh, my. Oh, do, don't. Oh, do you hear that, John Dawson? You know what it is? Mm -mm. It's the alarm. Sound the alarm. Jonathan Massey leads three to nothing here today. He's already clinched the day. I made the mistake yesterday of saying that there's no way you can lose, and guess what? Anyway, uh, you lead three to nothing, <laughs> Jonathan Massey. It goes back, uh, and I can't wait to get your opinion on this, Jonathan Massey. I mean, this sincerely, I don't think you're going to have that strong of opinion. Although, your father on Tuesday, John Dawson, texted me during the show while we were talking about this. He is one of the all-time great golfers. Am I redundant much? One of the all-time great golfers of all time. <laughs> That's what I typed here, okay? You don't have to read it that way. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I'm like a big, dumb monkey, John Dawson. If it's in front of me, guess what I'm going to do? I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm <laughs> Ron Burgundy. Uh, he is one of the all-time great golfers. Although his reputation has taken a hit with all this PGA Live Tour stuff in the past couple of years, it's... Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. Today is Phil Mickelson's birthday. And uh, your dad uh, chimed in on Tuesday's show. Mm. Uh, I had Michael Martin on. And uh, your dad shared a couple of his opinions on uh, the PGA and Live Tour. I thought that was pretty What was his opinion? Why? Let me look it up real quick. I have it you right You just give here. me an overview. I know you remember. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest Dawson. He said, ask Michael Martin what the PGA Tour should do for the players who stayed on the PGA Tour and didn't go over to Live Tour. And then can I tell you what he said? This is kind of funny. He said the Live pretty much sucks. That is quote, unquote, from your father. Mm, How about you that? We need to get him on the show. We're doing that, Jonathan Massey. You're not welcome to be on the show that day, John Dawson. We're going to... Me, to me, Dawson. As long as I get to edit it. <clears throat> we may do that as an unedited show. No, I don't think so, Tim. Well, no, I got it even better. No, Jonathan, will you come in and we interview him live? Yeah. And it'd be a live show. No, segment. I'm not... That ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? What are you afraid that your great father, Forrest Dawson, would say about you? I'm not worried about anything he would say. <laughs> oh, Lord. Who you, you worried know about? me and Jonathan. We aren't going to say anything untoward. How many times did he blink when he said that? Did you see him? <laughs> like he did was, he, sig he was he semaphore with his eyelids. Did he look down and to the left when he said it? <laughs> oh, <sighs> dude. Interrogation techniques. When I was a 96 Bravo in the Army, that was one of the things we were taught. It's, that's completely fabricated, by the way. Well, it's not necessarily <clears throat> looking down and to the left, but looking away and excessive blinking is, are signs of lying. Again, did you notice how many times he was blinking? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think the world of you guys. Bill Mickelson, today is his birthday, and I used to like him, dude, until he got involved with that whole, like your father. I'm with your dad on this one, okay? Mm -hmm. Live Tour was a travesty. I mean, and it still remains a travesty. Well, well, I, I don't know a lot about golf. Is it just they're taking money from sheiks that are funding terror? Is that the deal? That's part of it. And okay. These guys that just left for the money. They didn't leave to make golf a better game or anything like that. Well, none of them are there for that. They're all there to make money. Yeah, but you do have people like... Uh, I'm not saying it's right. I'm yeah. just saying none well, of them are there for humanitarian reasons. Yeah, and I agree with you. Yeah. You're right about that, but... There were people that were remained loyal to uh, the PGA because of the way it has built golf over the last hundred or so years, or however long it's been around, and they didn't leave just for the money. Tiger Woods is a great example. They do you know they offered? I, I'm brace yourself, John, as I'm getting ready to tell you this. This is the truth. They offered him one billion dollars to join the live. But they already have three. Yeah, he's got a lot. Yeah, but still, how in the heck do you say no to one? I'm not saying one million with an M there, John Dawson. I'm saying B with a 
billion with a B. So they offered him a billion just to go compete to just win to more money. Just to go compete. Yeah, exactly. So does that mean you play over in the desert? Where, where well, do you, you play? Know, they play here in the United States, too. Oh, okay. But, uh, but that's about to come to an end in a year or two because they are combining the tours. And uh, anyway, you want more information about that? Listen to Tuesday's edition of uh, the. I would have Brian left Hank the PGA show. Tour so fast, their heads would have spun. Well, Harold Varner was one of them. What I like about him, and Michael and I talked about it on Tuesday's show, too. He did it the right way. I mean, he said, you, know, you would love this, John. He did the John Dawson. They asked him, why are you leaving? And all these other people, you know, oh, we want to expand the game of golf. Oh, we want to do this. Oh, jeez. They gave him $40 million to leave. <laughs> I mean, just And he said, this is generational wealth. I could get hurt tomorrow and never play again, and I wouldn't have another dollar. This $40 million, well, he just had a child. This $40 million will make sure my son has a good life and his son will have a good life. Well, in that case, it makes sense, but doesn't Phil Mickelson have, like, nine barns full of cash already? Probably not. He's a gambler, John Dawson. Well, that's his problem. Tell him, Phil. I'm about to call you Phil Mickelson. Tell him, Jonathan Massey, Phil Mickelson's uh, not a very good person, too, on top of everything else, okay? He, uh... Uh, he squandered a lot of his money because of uh, gambling, John Dawson. He likes to bet on golf. Well, that's that's <laughs> oh his business. It's his money. Yeah, but no, he, I agree. Uh, <clears throat> it's kind of slimy, like I said. It just, and especially this live tour stuff just brought it out all out to the open. And you know what? Live your life, do you? But be like Harold Varner and admit this is why I left the tour. I didn't leave it for all these. You know, I've let my card lapse in protest. There you go. They would have, uh, <clears throat> they would have really hated me, the reporters. I mean, why is that? Why'd you leave the tour? Because uh, I felt like it. <laughs> it was none of your business. There you go. Phil Mickelson. How old is he today over there, Jonathan Massey? Fifty. Fifty-six. You say fifty-six. What do you say, John Dawson? Fifty-seven. He was born June the 16th in the year of our Lord, 1970. He's only 50. Oh, oh hey, what's that all about over there? Uh, he's only 53 today. Jonathan Massey, get, are you ready, John? You got the siren ready? Uh-huh. Sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. Jonathan Massey is ahead four to nothing and has a chance for a perfect game. And uh, let's see what happens here. Let me do a clean version here. Oh, oh God. You've got to find a clean version. That means even the clean version is going to be annoying. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, for you, anyway, I think uh, Jonathan Massey and I will like it. Oh, it's Tupac. He's one of the greatest rappers of all time. Oh, am I being too loud? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. He met his demise in 1996. It's or did he? Or did he? In fact, it's Tupac Shakur. Do you believe that he might still be alive, John Dawson? I don't know. I heard him rapping about the Live Tour just a week ago. I don't know. <laughs> That's a very Chappelle show thing. Yeah. That Chappelle. Uh, Dave Chappelle, that ain't your wife. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. And this Chappelle's looking around going, what the? <laughs> uh, listen, judge all you want. And I've got to tell you, I really, you're going to. Oh, nobody could do it like Tupac. Tupac's <coughs> probably my favorite rapper of all time, dude. Sincerely. Mine too. I got to tell you, 
he may not. He, he, he <laughs> may not. Have, don't you be mean. I can hear you taking that tone in your voice. Well, John's going to have to deal with it. <laughs> he, may, he may not have dodged that bullet in uh, 96, but he certainly dodged that bullet with Jada Pinkett. No. Yeah, Indeed he did. Indeed he did. Well, what movie did they do together? They did a, didn't they? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Tupac Shakur. Neither one of y'all are rap fans, so I can't even talk to you about this to get your uh, favorites, but uh, definitely one of the most talented, uh, Tupac Shakur. Uh, and he passed away in 1996, John Dawson. You got to get this. Or so the Germans would have us believe. Well, there you go. Uh, you got to get this to break up the perfect game. How old today would Tupac be, John Dawson? 53. You say 53? What did you, you just say? say 96, right? He passed away in 96, and John Dawson says 53. What is your guess over there, Jonathan Massey? Shake it, baby. No, 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 hold on. Shake it, baby. Shake it, baby. It's like Shakespeare. <laughs> it throws me off when you actually listen to it and make comments, John. That are true? This is good. This is great. This is a sampled horn with somebody saying shake it over it. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. All right. The hoochie screaming. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so I, 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 I got to give you credit, though, and I mean this sincerely, John Dawson. You have sat through this. You have not taken off your headphones. It ain't over yet. I know. How old would he be today? I really think he was 26 when he got killed. Oh, for the love of God, say I'm 52. something. 52. <laughs> Good. Congratulations, Jonathan Massey. You made it stop. Game. Hold on. Let me look it up here. I wasn't going to jinx you. That's your 33rd perfect game, dude. Uh, you had one last May 18th, so just right at him, uh, just about a month ago, dude. You win again. I don't know if I've ever been more proud of you. You shouldn't be. <laughs> Auto-tune on a rap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, local birthdays ah. here. Uh, former Kinston City Councilman Jimmy Cousins. Always mm -hmm. liked him. You dealt with him uh, before when we were with the paper. Yep. Uh, thank the world of him. He works out at the Woodman Center or mm -hmm. at the uh, Kinston Community Center. He's in there pretty much every day, he and his lovely wife. So uh, if you're in there, you can see him in the afternoon. Today is Erica Forbes' birthday. That is Brandon Plotnick's better half. Uh, comedian William Troxler, a really funny guy. And then uh, Christina Pearson. Today is her birthday, too. She is uh, Keith Spence, uh, Spence's uh, main squeeze. So, uh, listen, mm. if your birthday is Poor today. Woman. So what was that you said? Poor woman. There you go. So, if today's your birthday, like Christina Pearson and William Troxler and Erica Forbes and Jimmy Cousins and the great Tupac Shakur. Long Beach in the house. Then have a great, great birthday. We will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend, too. We'll see you on Monday on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. Brian, stop petting the dog. It's not there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what he's talking about there, right, Lindo? You know oh, when yeah, I do when my little, yeah, yeah. yeah. So John loves so when cool. I do that. So, listen. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what a day, man. Linda, Hi. you've been with me through the whole show today. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Welcome. Thank, thank you. Thank you to everybody, specifically you and then everybody else that was a part of uh, my big day yesterday. I, I'm just. It was epic. 
Again, just uh, beyond honored. Uh, the Brian Hanks Show, the small business of the year. Who knew a radio show was a business? Who knew? Who knew? You knew. I did. There you go. Again, thank you. John, Jonathan, Linda, Jason, Tony, Richie, Danny, Jacques, Keith Spence, uh, just Scott everybody. Whittington, Paul Scott Whittington. Whittington, Paul Whittington, everybody that's been a part of this show so much. My regular guys, uh, Mark Panicelli, Richard Clark, mm-hmm. Michael Martin now, uh, Junius. Junius, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, just love every single one of Shane Albee, every one yes. of you. Hey, have a great weekend. Real quick, you got 10 seconds. Tell us about the birthday party tomorrow. Come to the birthday party and get some cake. And bring Historic a Granger donat- Stadium. Yes, and bring a donation for Lenore County Public uh, SBCA and Lucky Cats of Kinston. See, see the pressure I'm under? Have a great weekend. We'll see you uh, Monday <laughs> on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Bye. Mm-hmm.